1: Happy New Year, everybody. This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. First Hogsports Live show since the new year. Today on the show, we're going to talk about this historic window with Razorback basketball, how critical these next two weeks are for Hog Hoops. Also going to break down this Arkansas coaching staff now that the primary spots are filled. Danny West is going to join us to talk some recruiting and more. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Well, Arkansas coming off a 69-59 win over Texas A&M Saturday night. And we talked a little bit about it for those who tuned into the Walk & Talk. If you haven't done so already, go watch the Walk & Talk. But this one's going to be a little bit more in-depth breakdown, not so much just like emotional, but just talking about the significance of that win. Because Arkansas moves to 12-1. and Now the AP poll comes out today. It may have come out right now. But the AP poll comes out today. Arkansas was 34th last time. Coming off that Indiana win, maybe it hadn't settled in the uh, voters' minds completely, plus Arkansas only played one game, which they won in the last week. So you never know. Probably not going to be ranked. But I have seen on some ballots that people put out where they do have Arkansas ranked. Obviously, they had 19 votes, so they were ranked last time. But 69-59 win, why that's important, the last time Arkansas did that was 2008-2009. Now, I'm not comparing – This basketball team to 2008, 2009. But if you go back and look at that, if you go back and look at that, and and first of all, this crowd, because I've heard a lot of people talk about the crowd. The crowd wasn't that great, but it was a sellout, 19,200. All right, it was a sellout. And they were waiting for moments to just explode. You could tell, as I said in the walk and talk, you could tell there were moments where they were just ready. I remember when Buzz Williams called that timeout and they broke out into the hall call. You could tell they were ready, but it just never got sustained. And part of it was because the team wasn't playing exceptionally well. Uh, and then down the stretch, that five guard lineup really took over. And it wasn't like a game where the final minute or two, the game was kind of undecided. You know what I mean? So like if it had gotten down like the final minute, the place would have erupted. I thought it was a great crowd. Best crowd probably since Georgia that year. 2009 at 19,724. That's back when it was estimated attendance. So you never really know if that's accurate, but they went 12 and one that year. They beat Oklahoma who was number four in the country. They beat Texas who was number seven in the country. And then four days later, four days later, they had Mississippi state and down and lost 70 to 56 in front of 18,000 plus. So, the reason this is significant is because Arkansas, and I'm not saying this is Arkansas's team. I think Arkansas has a lot better coach than John Pelfrey, and people who have followed me for a long time know how I've felt about Pelfrey as a coach. I was done with him after this season. But so Arkansas started off twelve and one and finished two and fifteen that year. For those who don't remember, fourteen and sixteen final record. Started off twelve and one with wins over Oklahoma, who was ranked number four, and Texas, who was ranked number seven and finished 14 and 16. So these next two weeks are huge, and I'm going to get back to that 2008-9 season because there's another significant point I want to make about that. These next two weeks are huge because you're talking about – let me bring up the schedule real quick. You're talking about January 8th in Baton Rouge, okay, as an 8 o'clock game on ESPN I believe that's supposed to be. I believe it's ESPNU. I think that's what they finalized. It was supposed to be ESPN2 or ESPNU. I think it's ESPNU. So, Wednesday, January 8th at 8 p.m. at LSU. Okay. After that, another road game at Ole Miss, Saturday, January 11th. So, that's a big week coming up for Arkansas this week right here. Maybe if they can get one of those. Two of them would be great. Both those teams are beatable. And then you get Vanderbilt at home, Arkansas should absolutely win that one. If you if you end up winning two of those three, I could I think Arkansas could get ranked. Definitely if they win all three of them. They may be ranked today. I don't I think they're going to be on the outside though. But then you get Vanderbilt, right? <clears throat> So, well, actually, I guess you wouldn't have a full cycle of voting. So you'd have the you'd have the two games, and then the votes would come out, and then you get Wednesday, and then Saturday, January 18th in Kentucky. Now, the reason this is big is Kentucky's nationally ranked. Arkansas has a chance to be by then. Okay, the reason this game is big, I'm going to throw it back to that Mississippi State game when Arkansas was 12 and one, and had double-digit number of recruits coming in town for football. See, this is so big that it bleeds over into impacting football recruiting. Now, you go back to that 2009 game against Mississippi State. Again, they they lost the game, but it was a great environment. I remember the students had um, you know, the, the giant heads of some of the recruits that were coming in, signs for the recruits. Back then, I think at some point they said, hey, don't do that anymore. But uh, back then they were doing it. So these were the recruits that came in that weekend. Darius Winston, who's a five-star. Darius didn't have a great career at Arkansas, but he was a huge recruit. Arkansas had to big out some big-time programs for him. Four-star running back Ronnie Wingo. Four-star defensive tackle DeQuinta Jones. Four-star defensive back Rudell Krim. Kobe Hamilton, wide receiver. Offensive lineman Alvin Bailey. Quarterback Brandon Mitchell. Defensive back Ross Rasner. And this weekend, I think there are like 14 tentatively scheduled to come in. This weekend, you've got that kind of potential impact. So you got Kentucky coming to, to town. It's a 3 o'clock game, which is perfect for recruits. You don't want to have it too late. You don't want to have it too early. 3 o'clock, right there in the middle, Kentucky coming to town. Possibly two ranked teams. It's already sold out, so it's going to be a great crowd. I just think that that has the potential to be a huge game, not only for the Musselman era, but also to impact some recruiting, get things going, let these recruits see what an environment at Arkansas can be, what a fan environment can be. So, anyway, I found that all very significant. At LSU, at Ole Miss, Vanderbilt at home Wednesday 7.30 p.m., and then Saturday, Kentucky, January 18th. That's the weekend right there. That's the weekend. Hope everybody had a good New Year's. It was kind of – it fell kind of weird with New Year's and Christmas. I feel like everybody's just now getting into the groove today. I mean, I've been – I've been obviously – on the coaching search beat. And if you've been following at hogsports.com and we'll get into that in just a second here, but, uh, I just feel like for most people who work, you know, more normal jobs, you know, my, my hours are all over the place. I feel like everybody's starting to get into the groove. What are your new year's resolutions? What did you declare? I, so I kind of started mine today. I've always wanted to be the guy that gets up at five 30 in the morning. And like most sports journalists, I'm a night owl because sports are late, you know, and you don't have really a reason to get up early, you're just working all day. But I always want to be that 5.30 guy. So I got up early this morning, did some stretching and some yoga, little mini workout before the main workout. I'm ex- I, And all I feel is really tired. So I'm hoping I'll get tired and start going to bed earlier. But I'm, I'm just one of those guys that stays up till 1.00. And, I mean, usually I still get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. It depends if, you know, I got to take my daughter to school or if the neighbor's taking her to school, we rotate. So, anyway, that was my New Year's resolution, just to get up earlier, 5.30, be that guy who gets up and works out first thing instead of later in the day. We'll see how it goes. Curious to hear what your guys' New Year's resolutions are. I know a lot of people probably want to lose weight, exercise more, eat healthier. I'll say that the secret to exercising is not is, – the secret to sticking to exercising is sticking to exercising. That's as plain as I can put it. Once you start – once you get out of the routine – it's so hard to get back into. That's why it's important not to do things that get you injured often, because it's so hard to get back into it once you get out. Let's go into the coaching staff. The primary spots are filled. We've got a great breakdown on HogSports.com. Complete Arkansas coaching staff breakdowns. The name of the story, and it goes over every single position coach. Of course, Sam Pittman as well, plus director of football operations. The, the two new strength coaches, and I guess we went into a little bit of recruiting stuff with Josh Thompson, Cody Vincent. Um, so I think it's a really good article. Uh, first, let's start with Art Bryles, Kendall Bryles. I, so I said I got a lot of flack because I said Art Bryles in, uh, in the walk and talk, and I also mispronounced Derek LeBlanc's name, I, even though I've been spelling it phonetically for everyone since we first reported it. But... It's Kendall Browse. You know, I've been out of the groove, so I forgot to do this. I know this is everybody's favorite part of the show. We got to tell everybody how to watch and listen. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always streaming on Facebook Live. Upload to YouTube immediately after. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up or like if you haven't done so already. Let us know you like the content. Share the content with others if you think they might might like it. Follow the channel on Facebook. Subscribe to the channel on Facebook or on YouTube, and be sure to hit that notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Most of the people who watch our videos aren't subscribed. So go ahead and subscribe if you like the content and be sure to share. Available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review. Say something nice about it if you you like the content. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Just about anywhere you can think of to find podcasts. Right now, hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month or 30% off your first year with a seven-day free trial. So go to hawgsports.com. You missed out on a fun coaching search if you weren't subscribed with us. And we had thousands who jumped on board. And also, a lot of people who jumped on board. And it wasn't just the coaching search, but it's been recruiting stuff with the early signing period. And it's been all these assistants and all the uh, the other staff positions and stuff that have come along. And now it's about to hit recruiting in full swing. We've got 10 days. Danny West, you got 10 days to start getting things together because it is going to be a grind for the next three weeks in recruiting. A grind starting when the dead period lifts on January 16th. May, st- may lift on the 17th. 16th is the last day, I think. So let's go into uh, Kendall Browse. keep wanting to do that. I mean, if you look at what this guy did at Baylor, FAU, Houston, it is nothing short of remarkable. Number one offense in the country in 2015 at Baylor. Number four and 17 at FAU. Number seven and 18 at Houston. Loves to run the ball, which I love. I've always said, you know, I'm more of a fan. Uh, I wish that college football was geared more towards methodical offenses, pro styles, I'm going to line up, you line your defense up, and let's see what happens versus let's hurry up and try to get you off guard, you know. But that's just the way the game is. But if you're going to run a hurry up, if you're going to run a spread, something up-tempo, and they do line up under center too. I mean, it's not just all shotgun. But if you're going to do that, love to see a heavy rushing attack with it. I'm not a big fan of watching a kid throw to the sideline 30 times a game, not 30 times, but 15 times a game sometimes. Let's, I, I like the RPO game. So, if I had my second choice, this would be the type of offense that I would like to see an Arkansas team run. And you can't deny the stats that Kendall Browse has put up. I mean, they're just gaudy. Big-time hire right there. Also in Texas connections, he's from Abilene, coached at Baylor for nine years, I guess, total. Coached at Houston. So, he's got a lot of strong connections. Malik Hornsby be a guy to watch at quarterback, obviously. We'll get Danny West to talk about some of that stuff. Kendall Brown's nice, nice pickup. Wide receivers, Justin Stepp obviously retained. Of course, we know what Justin Stepp has done in his time at Arkansas. Trey Knox, Traylon Burks, TQ Jackson, Shamar Nash, all last year, all four-star recruits. Savion Williams would be a nice pickup, obviously. Big guy to watch. Formerly committed to Arkansas. John Cooper. All I hear about John Cooper is this is a guy to watch for the future. Spent four years in the NFL. Not like a, a star or anything, but it was mostly with Minnesota Vikings, Tennessee Titans. But this is a guy who's got his work cut out for him because Arkansas needs tight ends. They need to get Alan Horace and Brandon Frazier back on board. Two tight ends who were committed to Arkansas before because if you look at it right now, Grayson Gunner just transferred out as a senior. It least you Blake Kern and Hudson Henry. That's your tight ends on this roster. So he's got his work cut out for him, getting those two guys back in. They have Arkansas. Frazier has Arkansas in his top four. Um, Horace has Arkansas in his top three. Jimmy Smith. I am intrigued with Jimmy Smith. First of all, you get a running backs coach out of the state of Georgia. Georgia produces running backs. I mean, that is a running back state right there. I like this guy's attitude. I like what I hear. He is inexperienced on the major college level. Not all these guys check the ball. A lot of these guys check the box. Kendall Pryles, Barry Odom, those guys check the box now. I mean, they check the box. I think Step has, I mean, really, when you consider him as a recruiter, Anxious to see what he'll do with Bryles. but Jimmy Smith. I mean, when you think about his background, he spent six years as a high school coach at Cedar Grove in Georgia. The last four years, they won two football state championships. They have never won a state championship before. They've never won a state championship in track. He was also the track coach in addition to being athletic director. They won f- two, excuse me, two state championships and no four. They won six over four years. So they won four state championships in track while he was there. They'd never won a state championship. This is an interesting hire to me. Arkansas obviously wants to get back into Georgia. No question. They want back in Georgia.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: 261 people on here. That's pretty good for January 6th. So Adam Couthin Kow- says it came out, out 38 votes, so 28 technically. So they've moved up. Appreciate that, Adam. So they have moved up in the poll. Now, if they win these next two games, obviously on the road, they're going to be ranked. They're going to be ranked heading into Vanderbilt and Kentucky week. So – 28 votes, that's pretty good. That's moving up pretty significantly. They were 34th last time. 38 vo- votes, they had 19 last time, if what Adam is saying is, is correct. I have no reason to doubt you, Adam. All right, Jimmy Smith, I think that's an intriguing hire. Brad Davis. Brad Davis obviously already got Ray Curry Jr. on board. There's a couple other guys to look at. We'll get into some of that with Danny, but um, – this is a guy that's making $550,000 a year. When you see an offensive line coach making that much money, usually, you know, it's well-deserved. So, it's a guy who's been around a little bit, been at Florida, Missouri most recently. So, he's got some XCC background. Coach under Sam Pittman. We've talked about Brad Davis a little bit because he was the first guy on board. Scott Fountain. I hope I'm saying that right. It's not Fountain. But this is a guy who in 2017, he was ranked, when he was at Auburn, he was ranked the eighth best recruiter in the country. Sam Pittman was number five that year, by the way. Eighth best recruiter in the country. So this is another guy who's got connections in that region. Also in Florida. He was a Florida State graduate assistant back in the day. But he's got connections in that region. Coached at Auburn and Georgia most recently. Now they got him over at Arkansas. A special team specific coach. We kind of hinted that that might be the way they go if you were listening to Drive Time on Friday. Barry Odom. We talked about Barry Odom a lot, obviously. Just to go into Barry Odom, though, like what he's done, you know, when he took over Memphis, they were 80th in the country in scoring defense and 51st in total defense. His last year there, the fourth year, they were fifth in the country in scoring defense, 16.2 points a game, and sixth in total defense, 302 yards per game. The year before that, they were 11th and 28th, respectively. I mean those are strong numbers at Memphis and at Missouri, excuse me, I misspoke again. Those were okay, so that was the fir- the first year at Memphis was correct, 80th and 51st. His last year at Memphis they were 11th and 28th. Okay, 11th at 19.5 points and 28th at thir- 349.5 yards. His only year as defensive coordinator at Missouri, they were 16.2 and 302, so 5th and 6th. Sorry about that. As a head coach, though, when he took over in 2016, the defense definitely slid, and they struggled. They got third year, they got kind of middle of the road. Now, they, this is a Missouri team that had Drew Locke at quarterback, and they were obviously focused heavily on that. But his last year there, last season, the year he got fired, they ended up 17th on defense in the country, 19.4 points per game, and 14th in total defense, 312 per game. Seventh best passing defense, which would bring you to Sam Carter, who was an off- or excuse me, defensive quality control coach. Probably the least experienced guy out of this bunch as far as you know being a coach. Sam Carter. All right, who's next on my list here? I think we're going to Sam Carter. Yeah, Sam Carter. All right, so Sam Carter played at TCU, he was a good player for TCU, tried to make it in the NFL a little bit. Um, but was with Missouri last year in quality control. And Like I said, they had a pretty good staff. So I like the idea of mixing things up. It seemed like last year under Morris you had, you know, for the most part a much older defensive staff and then a much younger def- offensive staff. I don't think that things really jived up. I felt like there was some, you know, maybe some division a little bit. The young staff, very active recruiters. The older staff, you know, more experienced, but not as active in recruiting. They've mixed it up a little bit. We'll see on Sam Carter. I would imagine that he's got a pretty strong recruiting prowess. If Barry Odom wanted to bring him with him as a quality control coach, then that probably says a lot. Eric uh, Derek LeBlanc. Now this is another guy. If you guys were on Hog Sports, and I couldn't say because my source said I couldn't say, but. You know, we were hinting about this guy for a long time, and I was just saying, you know, he's a, he's a name that you probably have to look up, but when you do, you'd be like, oh, okay. I think it's interesting that so many people were talking about Trey Scott, the Georgia defensive line coach, and LeBlanc actually coached him at Arkansas Tech. So LeBlanc was at Henderson, Arkansas Tech. He's from Brobridge, Louisiana, originally. Played at Northwestern Sto- State and Nacogdoches, Louisiana. So he's got ties in that area for recruiting, Okay. He's also, he also coached at North Texas. He's got a son at North Texas, coaches Southern Miss. Was, uh, Kentucky, obviously. So he's been around the block a little bit. And he was a strength coach at, at LSU. So this is a guy that's got some experience, 17 years or so. Good looking candidate, I think. Derek LeBlanc. Looks like LeBlanc, pronounced LeBlanc. Ryan Rose is another untraditional candidate coming from junior college ranks. Don't know the least about this guy, really, aside from he played under Sam Pittman. But he's going to coach linebackers. Strength and conditioning coach. Head guy is going to be Jamil Walker. Now, when I first found out about this, so I got tipped off that it was going to be a well-known, it was going to be a well-known Georgia strength and conditioning coach and a lesser-known guy that would be following him. That's how I was told it. Um, it was kind of cryptic from the source. And sometimes that's just how information flows. And, you know, I'm digging more into it. So it looked like uh, Ed Ellis was obviously – seemed like the most likely guy because he's got 29 years of experience, and he's the number two guy at Georgia. But he's going to remain the number two guy at Arkansas. And Jamil Walker, who, according to Jake Rowe at Dogs 24-7, this is a guy when – It was looking like, you know, uh, Walker, I guess, would be the number two at first. We weren't reporting that, but that was just kind of how, you know, we were trying to find out what was going on. Uh, But with Walker, uh, you know, he's saying this is a guy that's going to be hard for Arkansas to hold on to, but, of course, things are different. He's going to be the head guy. Patrick Doherty, who was um, offensive graduate assistant under Sam Pittman at Arkansas and at Georgia. I believe he's in quality control there, Uh, but he's going to be director of football operations. Uh, Joshua Thompson. It looks like he's going to be retained as director of football, director of recruiting and player personnel. He's been doing real good work for Arkansas in the uh, in the meantime. And then Cody Vincent, I, I guess, will remain on graphics, which I think Cody does a fantastic job. I mean, people come up to me all the time you know, when I'm out or, you know, traveling or, you know, at conventions like, you know, Arkansas's recruiting graphics are top notch. So you got to keep what's working, I think. And I think Arkansas will keep what's working pretty much going uh, in terms of recruiting with the exception of obviously based on these hires looking into going into Atlanta a little bit more. So that's kind of where things are right now with the coaching staff. There's still a lot to fill out. I mean, there are, you know, everything from assistant director, football operations, they may have some of that stuff, settled out, but you also got offensive and defensive analyst, quality control, graduate assistants, all kinds of staffers, recruiting, more recruiting staff people, all that kind of stuff. So, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into recruiting with maybe how some of these guys might impact recruiting. Bring Danny West on. For those of you who are not familiar with Danny, he does most of our VIP stuff. So, if you want to read Danny stuff, you got to get a VIP membership. Hey, bud. Hey Danny, how you doing? Was just telling everybody about these Football coaches and, um, you know, kind of just kind of brushing over maybe their background a little bit, but I thought I'd get into a little bit more with you on recruiting. But first, we haven't had the show Sports Live since the new year. How was your New yeah. Year's? How was your Christmas? And did you make a New Year's resolution?
3: Well, I don't have any dad gum resolutions. Dad gum it. Hey here's one for you. I might say uh-huh. dad gum even more in twenty twenty. I don't know. Yeah, I might but, have
1: to go with tree tree fitting
3: more. <laughs> yeah. No, I do, man. I've I've actually uh, I've been trying to focus on getting a little bit more organized. You know. Mm-hmm. This'll never be a true nine to five type job for us, but yeah. I do think there are some things that you can do to uh, I don't know. Get a little more structured throughout the course of a week. So that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah. I everything agree. was good. We had a really good. We had a really good holiday.
1: I'll tell you. I was telling everybody. My my deal was I wanted to to get up at you know start getting up at like 5:30. <laughs> and cool. uh, yeah, so I got up at 5:30 this morning, and right now I just feel wiped out, and my yep. voice is even. My voice isn't quite right. So. Good nap. Yeah, I, I feel like like I never. I never take naps. I've, I've maybe taken like five naps in my entire life, maybe. Yeah. Never take naps, but I want a nap right now. So hopefully yeah. I'm, I'm hoping the cycle will get right and I can be one of these 5.30 guys because, I mean, in this profession it's difficult because sports is, is is usually, you know, takes you so late sometimes. Like basketball game, I didn't get home until like 10.30 and then came home and worked and uploaded some stuff and went to bed at like 1, like usual. So yeah. anyway, people don't want to hear that. They want to hear recruiting stuff. Uh, what can well, you tell us? I, some of the things I'll just tell you some of the things I've been talking about. How big that January seventeenth weekend is, you know, and kind of as it pertains to the basketball game against Kentucky, also, and also, uh, you know, just kind of going down these guys one by one. So, I guess first of all, just just tell us anything late that you want to to break down.
3: Well, coaches are back in the office uh, today, so I know they're gearing up for a big run here. It wouldn't surprise me if we see some new offers you know, over the course of the next week here. Of course, it's still in the dead period, which I'm sure you've already talked about. That will Mm -hmm. come to an end next Thursday. Then you roll into that really big weekend. Right now, I've got 15 guys scheduled for that uh, 17th through the 19th. Now, a couple of those probably will come off the list. I've got them listed as tentative Mm -hmm. right now. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty standard. It started out with like 10 guys. If you remember Coach Pittman on uh, December 18th, the early signing day, he said around 10 guys for the first weekend. Then it went up to 12, and as I said there, up to 15 now. So uh, probably going to settle, settle in around 13, 14 would be my guess, but that's a really big one, not just next weekend, but then you start to project past that, trade. the 24th. I'm sure you mentioned it there, Malik Hornsby, Jalen St. John. Brandon Fraser already scheduled for that one. And then the final weekend before signing day, they're going to bring in another uh, big group. Typically, that's what you hold your uh, preferred walk-on type guys and, and maybe a couple of, uh, maybe a late Juco, somebody like that, a borderline type guy. Maybe you bring them in that final weekend. So, yeah, I'm just gearing up for that, man. It's going to be popping, especially that, that first weekend, next weekend. It's probably one of the biggest stuff I've seen in a long time.
1: Subscribe to the YouTube channel right now if you haven't done so. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime. Three times, Danny, about three times as many people as subscribe to the channel, watch the videos. And everybody, you know, talks Zero. about the walk and talk and, you know, Hog Sports Live, and how much they like the show. So if you're now do it right now. No reason not to. I'll even put a little I'll even put the subscribe thing right here. I'll remember to do that when I upload the video on YouTube. So Danny. Uh, there's some needs in this class obviously you know you look at tight end you got two tight ends quarterback obviously getting rakeem boyd back was big what can you tell us about a let's start with offense let's start with quarterback you know malik Cornsby's a guy that's been mentioned Derek king at houston what is there any updates on on those guys
3: no update on them i think everybody's glued right now to the matt rule situation right? right everybody keeps throwing his name out it's potential candidate at new york and carolina so uh really what it comes down to is if he takes that job either one of those pro jobs i think you do start to feel a lot better about your situation with hornsby mm-hmm. obviously would be a really good pickup for you there um you know, we just talked about the 24th through the 26th weekend with those three guys already scheduled Brandon Fraser and Jalen St. John are really big-time recruits, mm-hmm. but Malik Hornsby is the only one that matters to a lot of people at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's the four-star quarterback, the speedy guy, the dynamic-type playmaker. Everybody's talking about that guy right now, so still a little bit too early to guess one way or the other until we find out what Matt Rule does. I, again, I think that would go a long way in helping you, but you bring up a good point there. you still got plenty of needs. They've got 11 guys right now, and uh, that's still a long way to go. You need a quarterback. You could probably take a second running back. Mm-hmm. You would love to get Savion Williams back on board, a wide receiver. Come away with one of those two tight ends at least. You probably need two at this point with Grayson right. getting out of here. You
1: at, you've got so, to get two. I mean, I look yeah. at John Cooper's biggest responsibility right now, getting those two guys back on board, and if not, you know, somebody else. Because yeah. I mean they only signed Hudson Henry and I get putting your eggs all in one basket with getting Hudson, but I don't know why Grayson Gunner is leaving. I don't know Yeah, that I one's mean I, I'm sure he has honestly. his reasons, but he's a senior, he plays, they're gonna need him <laughs> this year. I mean it's kinda like the Colin Clay deal. I mean, there's another one that, you know, that guy played in eleven games last year as a true freshman.
3: That's probably the toughest one so far. Yeah, you know, losing mean, Colin Henry. He's yeah. going to be a really good player. Oh, he's good looking good. Yeah. No question. But uh, yeah, going back to the needs, you still need three more offensive linemen too. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about Jalen St. John, Robert Scott still committed to Ole Miss, uh, expecting him to take an official here. Marcus Henderson, big time four star kid out of Memphis uh, that worries you that he's going to take a late visit to Alabama. But at the same time, is he truly a priority at Alabama at this late stage of the game? So and that's just the offense, man. You think about defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up Jaqualin McGee, kid out of Georgia. Yeah. And right now, Trey, I mean, 6'4, 255. Uh, from what I hear, they're going to anticipate him to be a 285, 290 type guy at some point. So I would probably go ahead and pencil him in as an interior guy at tackle. And then linebacker, you've really got three on board. I've actually here in three minutes we've got a story coming out on. Some of the linebacker targets. Five guys have already set up official visits just at the linebacker spot only. And then the secondary. I mean, man, you come away with Al Slusher, uh, Nick Turner at safety. Now, who do you get at corner? Mm-hmm. Can you get a Rashad Battle? Can you get uh, uh, Kari Johnson, who we had a story on this morning? He'll be in next weekend. A lot of names there, man. A lot of names. Still really early, you know, January 6th, uh, still about 11 days out from this thing getting. Hot and heavy, but already a lot of names stockpiled at a lot of positions.
1: Danny West joining us again. You can read Danny's information at hawgsports.com. If you're not getting your recruiting information from Danny, then you're doing it wrong. Danny's the best in the business and not just Arkansas. I mean, we are really lucky to have a guy like Danny West covering recruiting for this state. So all you have to do is sign up, though. It costs you a dollar for your first month just to see what you're missing, hawgsports.com. All right, Danny, what do you think about this basketball team? And let's kind of segue that into that January. I don't think we – we didn't go over the January 17th visitors if you want to go over that too. But what do you think about this basketball team right now?
3: I'm excited, as anybody is. I mean, it's been a while since we've – I'll say a while, Trey. Mike Anderson had some good teams there. We had some good
1: moments. Just never got got over the hump with him.
3: But uh yeah I think everybody's excited right now. I'm with you. I think this this coming week, the week that we're in right here is going to be really really telling about this team. I know everybody's a little bit up in arms about the lack of a ranking so far. Mm-hmm. You go win a couple of these uh, next 3 games here, I think you'll have no trouble and who really cares at this point in the season? I mean, you're 13 games in. Who cares about a ranking right now? that yeah, the goal is to make that big dance. I like, yeah, I, know. It, it I, like I like seeing it. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see it yeah. uh, when Kentucky comes in here for the 18th. The game you keep mentioning there. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. It would build it up. V V's going to be in the house. Uh, yeah, that would be. It'd be nice to have a ranking beside your name for that. But at the end of the day, you're trying to make the big dance. You mm-hmm. keep stockpiling wins. You're going to be okay.
1: Danny, I wonder, like, is this team going to be able to survive throughout this? conference slate right. because you've got yeah. you played twelve games Which, the first two seven, months. Seven eight guys, yeah. Right. The next two months you're playing nineteen games. So it's a it's a grind. It's you know, it just means more obviously conference play. So you're you're really playing like seven guys for the most part and eight with with uh Jean Tal mm-hmm. who doesn't play as much as the others, but right. uh really it's like seven guys. And I don't know. I just wonder if they can make it through I like what I've seen out of them in conditioning and stuff like that, but, you know, you, you get a guy who rolls an ankle here and there, something like that, you know, yep. you could find yourself in a little bit of trouble. But I was the, the most impressive thing, I think, you know, aside from the crowd, and I, I keep hearing people say the crowd wasn't that great, but they, I thought they were, they were really solid relative. Now, it just needs to come down to a point where the game is on the line in the closing minutes here, and, and yep. the, the roof would have blown off that place. But uh, I think – the impressive thing to me was at the 12-12 mark when they went five guards, and they yeah. they closed it out. And they were not having a great shooting second half, but I think hit seven of their next eleven or something like that. So,
3: and give a And M some credit. Every it seemed like they had an answer every time mark, Arkansas was starting to make that run and get away a little bit. Here they come, you know, Danny, they go down and hit a big shot too.
1: I hate to say this, but I just I I just really like Buzz Williams. I, I mean, do too, man. He, probably yeah. more than any right. other. SEC coach ever. Yeah. I think. Ever. I like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> ever. not, not from Arkansas. Yeah. I think I like him better than any other, just because, you know, his story, just how he came up and also just hearing him talk when he just able to rattle off the numbers, he's you know, how people honest, are doing It's very he's honest, it but he's, he's like muscle in a lot of ways that you know that he's doing the work, you yep. know, just by the way he talks about people. he never misses a beat you know he's doing the work. So, Texas A&M basketball is in good hands. They don't have, you know, the same type of tradition or support or the same ceiling, I think, as Arkansas. And now Texas A&M fans may disagree with that, but, you know, Arkansas has definitely a much better tradition than Texas A&M. But they got a coach. It's, Buzz a, matter Williams, it's a, matter a matter of time It's a matter of time. I don't think where they are right now, and you could tell by the players they had on the court, is reflective of where they will be long-term under Buzz Williams. So.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I was watching him on TV the other night and I think he's, he's got a sense of that too. Uh, he knows this first year is going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could kind of see him joking with, with some of his players. And when the game's on the line, there's 10 minutes left, you know, it's still a really good game. And I don't know. I think he's just, uh, I think he understands the moment and understands and appreciates where they're at right now. But yeah, there's no question they'll be they'll be rolling.
1: So let's run down let's run down that January seventeenth list real quick, Danny. Not 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 right. too much in depth, but just let's let's go over
3: it. Yeah, let me bring it up here. All right. You found me unprepared. All right. Once uh, again, everybody. Back to being more organized. If you haven't
1: if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, then do it right now. What are you waiting on? Just subscribe to it. You know you're going to watch it, so subscribe. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. If you don't like the content, I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do. Also, and follow the Facebook page. Just go ahead and do it right now. Just just hit follow. Easy. That way you it pops up anytime time we, we run live. Um, and be sure to throw us a thumbs up and a like. You know, and the reason we ask all that kind of stuff, I know I ask all the time, but so does everybody who does a podcast, is it does help push the channel up. It helps put it in front of other people's eyes. And um, what's good for us is good for you, I think. The more people are out in front of, so... Got the list, Danny?
3: Yeah, boy. All right, let's Yeah, start. we'll start with uh, Montre Edwards. This is a guy that I think a lot of people are excited about, 6'3", 293 defensive tackle out of Mississippi, Holmes County Central. Again, that's a high school. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Holmes, that that word Holmes, we always think Holmes Community College, right? Yeah. But, you know, this is a, this is a prep guy, so... Kendarius Moore, West Memphis, Arkansas, a linebacker who was committed to Tulane for several months. I want to say between June and December, he was headed to Tulane. Now he's getting a late look from the Hogs. Brennan Scott, uh, Kansas commitment, a linebacker out of Dallas, Bishop Dunn. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, uh, Kari Johnson, again, we had a story on Kari this morning. Uh, cornerback out of Boston, Massachusetts. A uh, kid that actually made his own way down here on his own dime in november for an unofficial visit he's coming in for an official next weekend now he has his offer so keep an eye on uh, mr johnson there you talked about the tight ends alan horace will be in here next weekend obviously he's already taken one official visit here and for people who don't keep up with the lingo maybe mm-hmm. or the rules when you have a head coaching change uh, uh, and as long as a recruit hasn't taken his uh, five official visits so far he can come back and take a second official visit at the same school twice so mm-hmm. alan is going to take uh, advantage of that next weekend nick turner your most recent commitment uh new orleans louisiana brother martin uh safety uh so uh, uh good to see him back up here again he's already been here once rashad battle big time Big-time prospect right here, Trey. When you talk mm-hmm. about the remaining needs at corner, 6'2", 187, he's got the length. He's what they look for, right? So mm-hmm. Fairburn, Georgia, a lot of Georgia uh, flavor as of late. Mike Harris, corner uh, safety out of Phoenix City, has been committed for a while. We'll see what happens with Mike. Catrell Wallace, Jashad Stewart already committed and signed with Arkansas. They're going to finally get a chance to get up here for their official Savion Williams coming back, a wide receiver out of Marshall, Texas, Jaquelin McGee, a strong side defensive end. Again, we're going to probably go ahead and project him as an interior defensive lineman out of Fort Valley, Georgia, Uh, Eric Thomas, Booker T. Washington out of Pensacola, Florida, a defensive end, 6'3", 230. Raquan Starks, I'm going to list him as a, uh, slight possibility at this point, he's a corner out of Harvey, Louisiana, Helen Cox, same high school as Keelan uh, Burlake, the linebacker that signed with you last month. And then I'll wrap it up with Ja'Cory Turner. Actually, uh, you're talking about your sleep schedule there, Trey. If I'd have gone to bed on time last night, I would have missed this. But Ja'Cory texted me at about 1130, mm-hmm. almost midnight, uh, uh, outside linebacker out of Georgia. And he says he's coming in next weekend for an official visit. So I've added Jacory Turner to the list. Six-two-two-zero-five out of Woodward Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. He's got some pretty good offers: Louisville, Cincinnati, Boston College. So again, a lot of linebacker, a lot of defensive uh, prospects coming in next weekend.
1: So what's the uh, what's the tally? Is that fourteen?
3: Uh, that would be fifteen. And again, uh, a couple of those I'm I'm expecting will come off the list between now and then. Yeah. But, but maybe you maybe, add another one or two another. to the yeah. list. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, man. All
3: right, man. We'll right. see you.
1: That's Danny West. Danny does a great job again. Once more, if you want to follow Danny's VIP recruiting stuff, and it's about to get really, really hot and heavy with recruiting, uh, then go to hawgsports.com. And and soon after that, I mean. I'm not sure when Sam Pittman will start spring football. Chad Morris started it incredibly early. Brett Bielema started it incredibly late. So maybe somewhere in the middle. But uh, that's right around the corner. Also, that's going to be an exciting time. So if you want to follow our VIP coverage, then you're going to want to sign up for a dollar right now at hawgsports.com. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live, always streaming live there. Follow the page now if you haven't done so already. Also on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video and throw us a like if you like the content. Apple Podcast also, we want anybody who's searching for Arkansas Razorback information on Apple Podcast to see hogsports.com. So throw us a five star review if you like the content and we'd like to hear something nice from you if you like the content also. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you can think of to get your podcasts. Sign up at hogsports.com today. We'll be back with you guys on, I'm guessing Thursday. I may mix it up a little bit. I haven't decided on the schedule. I should also mention this. So normally during football season, we did Monday afternoons because we had – um, uh, noon press conference, and I like to do it after the press conference. And then I did it Thursday because I didn't know if I'd be traveling Friday and I wanted to have more set in stone type of thing. But now we may mix it up a little bit more, maybe do Friday, maybe just do the weekend. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it. But we're going to do Mondays. We're going to stick with Mondays for sure. But be, after that, we'll, we'll have another show, at least one more show a week, not including emergency podcasts and stuff like that when there's you know breaking news we need to discuss. But we'll have it some other time. It's just to be determined. Right now we'll tentatively say Thursday, but it could be Friday. You never know. All right, everybody. For Danny West, this has been Trey Bitty with Hogsports.com. Sorry we didn't get to your questions today, but the show is like 40 minutes and we've gone 43. So we'll get to them next time, promise you. All right. Appreciate you joining us, everybody. It's been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.